0: is on the block with Strick and Bach. <laughs> Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're gonna go out of here as the Big Eight permanent champion. 93.7 The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan Fan Club President,
1: Jake Bokovic. I love Billy. Yeah.
0: Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Buck. Hold up.
1: It is that time of the day, the best time of the day. Time for on the block here on 93.7 The Ticket. Maybe I'm a little biased saying that, but I, I'll stand by it. Myself, Jake Falkelman and Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet. Uh, we're here to break down. Husker basketball, Husker, Husker football, everything that's just kind of going on in the world of sports. We also have Evan Bland of the Omaha World-Herald set to join us here at 425. Of course, Shootout with Strick, our daily game show, will be at 445. So uh, we'll get all that done. Also, a few Huskers, former Huskers, I should say, uh, getting drafted today and yesterday into the USFL. Uh, so maybe we'll we'll get to that before the end of the day as well. Um, kind of interested, I, I, I guess, with a, a few names out there that I've seen joining this league. I might actually it might get my interest a little bit i've I've been one that always says um the nfl isn't going to have any competition these sites never work uh or these other leagues never work but i i think i'm getting a little bit more interested strick how you how are you doing today coming off uh the late night last night watching oscar basketball again
0: yeah it was it was pretty long I, it was it was it was tough to rest but I was able to get rest and uh, woke up and we're here. We're on the block and let's 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 have a wonderful day because yesterday was not a good day. It
1: was <laughs> it wasn't an ice cube type of day. No, uh, <laughs> that day was not a good day. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It's a, and and real quick we'll get into this a little bit later, but real quick just to um, kind of catch up on what we've been talking about on the ticket water cooler, we've been we're talking a lot about Nebraska basketball and just kind of where they are. I guess uh, just something that pops to my mind is what what do you kind of expect from Senior Day um, against Iowa coming up? It's their last home game. You wonder, is, it, is, it a, is this a statement game? Is this where some fans decide to sit out and, and make their statements, their last opportunity to say, hey, I'm not going to be coming to these games if this is how it's going to look? Or do you think that more people will want to show up for um, you know, the, the Alonzo Verges, the Kobe Websters, the, uh, the guys that are, that are for sure leaving? And then you know, there's probably bound to be three or four, if not more, other guys that will be their last game at Pinnacle Bank Arena as well.
0: Yeah, I would sure hope not. You know, I I really would. I would hope that they would um, still stay to the course of who they are as as fans, as people. Um, you know, I, I regardless of how things have gone, I still think as a whole they have they have tried. Um, you know, and and I would hate for the those who have definitely put in the time, put in the effort. Um, it just didn't work out for them. Now they're passing on and and then hopefully those younger players got to see something that they don't ever want to see again. And that's the way I would hope that this would end, that those, those behind them would say, I'm going to put in more time in the off season. I'm going to get in the weight room and spend more time in, in in this off season, I'm gonna shoot more jumpers this off season, I'm gonna raise my IQ because I saw some things that just I didn't like. And then you, you would hope that some of you those know, young players, some of those players that were sitting or that red shirted like a Denon Dawson and the likes of them would then raise themselves up to a leadership role. So I, I would hope that there would be some benefit because i think that out of adversity out of trouble uh, i think that men young men are born Um, i can say for myself that what i experienced where i easily could have walked away i easily could have gave up and i wanted to because i didn't like what i saw and i would say that it molded me into a better person a better player a better more driven person because where I didn't like what I saw I put in the time that off season to make it happen and 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 it landed me in an opportunity to to play and, and fulfill my dreams and then when you get cut it could have I could have if 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 I would have remembered and and dealt with The situation that I I was going to deal with at the University of Nebraska, where I almost walked off the court, and and it wasn't for Jeff Smith, I, I, I was pretty much done. I look at that situation, and I'm reminded of when I was cut by the Mavericks in January, and then I go to Oklahoma City, and I'm playing there for the CBA team, and I wasn't playing but it gave me the resilience to have a conversation. I I, I was able to deal with the situation a lot more differently than I probably would have. Instead of getting mad and getting upset and allowing my emotions to take over, I was able to have a conversation with the coach. That led to a transfer over to Quad Cities and, and still in a backup role. But it it continued to keep my focus on the dream and on the desire of what I wanted to see fulfilled. And that was a return back to the NBA and and bless it did. So that's what I'm saying is that I'm hoping that out of this adversity, it breathes life into those who are watching it. And they don't run, but they see it and they want to change it.
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, you, you almost have to have adversity to to grow in life. I, I think you know, you know, on and off the basketball court can certainly be different things. But um, you know, I, I kind of feel the same way. You know, I've had you know went through some adversity and grew because of it. And you feel stronger. You, you know, you you can you can take on more of it. You know, you don't, you're not thinking that what would happen if this happened. Oh, I can't even imagine if that happened. Well, now you, you feel like you you kind of have the footing to to be able to take it on. And nobody, none of these guys came to Nebraska thinking they're going to be one in fifteen in Big Ten play 70- and 20 overall. They all had different visions for how their seasons were going to go, um, whether it was as a team or different roles. You know, it, you know, everybody is is, is, is kind of working toward uh, the same goal, you would think, as far as team success, but, you know, their own success as well throughout it. So, um, you know, all these guys, I don't think their, their story ends, uh, obviously. Well, for one case, it doesn't end because they have other games on the road. Um, but, uh, you know, even after this season, um, you know, a lot of these guys are going to get a chance to play professional ball, Whether it's you know over here, over in Europe, or wherever that may be, um, so uh, you know, it you know, hopefully it is a, a learning experience for these guys and, and something that they can grow from. Um, but uh, but it certainly is frustrating as a Nebraska fan, so I can understand some people might not quite make it over there. The other thing is that, you know it is Iowa. That's that's kind of the rival um, as far as you know making up for what the season is. Um, the story's already kind of been written there but you can at least feel good if you somehow overcame Iowa uh, and and got a big victory to kind of shut them down they're kind of having a resurgence into the top 25 a top 25 victory would certainly be by far the best victory um, that Fred Hoiberg's had so still certainly a lot to play for I just feel like I feel like I was pretty good. Is what I feel like. And so, if you were going to have that kind of moment to okay, let's spark, and this is the team that we can do it against, uh, it probably would have had to happen against a more of a Northwestern type, or you know. And that, that's what's frustrating is these these teams that they've been playing, you know, outside of Iowa, aren't all that all that great. Um, you know, Maryland and, and Northwestern are right by them in the standings, well above them in the wind column. But you know, those were the opportunities, uh, and obviously, just not getting it done last night with, um, you know, at times laxity lackadaisical defense and uh, you know the same problems that have that have swarmed around this team all year think
0: about think about what happened after Rutgers came in Rutgers was coming off of a a a hard loss they go on the road and they give us what they give us and then they go on a run and the same thing happened where Northwestern was kind of at a at a downtrodden situation. And then they come in and get a road win on us. And then they go on a little run. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, it's it, 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 that's what you were hoping that Minnesota would have done. And then to come back after that and to lay an egg. You know, that's that's, I think, what's frustrating. Because you've seen some of the bad teams that are also in the Big Ten you saw them come and get a, a, a win like that, it gives you confidence. It breathes something into you, It breathes a life into you. And I can tell you that that Northwestern team was, was, was playing significantly better than the first time they played them. So I can see that they've grown. Yeah. And that's the part that I haven't seen yet out of, I, I can definitely tell Rutgers is not the same from when I saw them earlier. And now they're dang near at the top tier of the of the Big Ten. Oh yeah, with a terrible record, they're like ten and six. So, I, so I'm trying to weigh it out in my head, and and I'm trying to you know to look at what I'm what I'm witnessing, and a team this could have been Nebraska. Yeah, they, they really could have. They they could have made a shift about you know about mid mid part of the the Big Ten. They could have got it turned around. That could have been a why, – why Rutgers and not, and not um, Nebraska? You know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. Why, why them and not – I mean, I know they got great senior leadership, and that's the part that I've been talking about. Who is the leader of this team? I don't know. I don't see it. Is it, it you know, then I question whether or not it's a vocal thing or do yeah. you want leader by example? So we know that on that team that it's, it's um, Harper and um, what's the other guard, Gino.
1: Yeah, Gio Baker, yeah.
0: Gino Baker. We know that they're the leaders because we see it. We can both see it and we can see it in the huddles and then I can see it by their play. I see it double time with them. And that's what's, that's what's showing up on that team and people are following the lead. I don't see that yet.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, like you're kind of mentioning, Nebraska's become the get-right game. They're the they're the team that you have beat, that you look on the schedule and say that's where, that's our get-right game. And then teams are doing it. The, you know, they're using that momentum to move forward and do better. Um, Nebraska, obviously, may, I mean, maybe you wonder if that you know that bad call at the end of the, of the North Carolina State game. And obviously, this season doesn't hinge on one bad call. And you know, I don't, I don't not going back to the officials on that one. Nebraska needs to find a way to win those games regardless. Um, but you know, how could have that changed their season? Maybe get a little more. Momentum there, and start to believe in themselves, yeah. and, and and maybe hit a few more shots. You never know um, if, if it could have you know changed it. I don't think too much too drastically, but it certainly <laughs> couldn't have hurt, right? Um, the other thing is, like you were saying, I don't. It, it's hard for me to identify. You know, they, they've made. It's hard to me to identify major strides that they've made. Usually, when you watch a basketball team, even if the record's not great, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, you can say, well, that team certainly got better at least. I'm not sure if they've gotten a whole lot better. They they, they maybe there's a little a little bit more kind of a, a team mentality. Um, you know, they shared the ball at times a little bit better last night, mostly the backups that came in. Uh and and then the and then the starters kind of uh took that challenge and, and came back in uh, you know, at a certain point in that game. But and, and, and certainly, again, with Bryce McGowan's, you can kind of see his, his development as he adjusted to the physical nature of the Big Ten and all that stuff. So, I mean, individually, you can kind of see it here and there between a guy. But this is just – I've rarely seen a team where you just – you don't you don't think that they – like, there's not – there isn't a hot part of the season. You know, there's not a time that you thought that they, they got significantly better, and there's not – you know, and then you can't go back to uh, – your injuries, obviously – with those, you know, factored in, maybe they they maybe they got worse because they lost a body. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. I, so, I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, It's crazy because usually you'll see a team at least improve over the season, and that's why I think there is is a big concern about, you know, partially kind of the coaching that's involved here, whether it's the game plan from the beginning, is kind of plan A, we're going to be a shooting team, and what's plan B? Well, we, don't, we only recruited a shooting team. And then, yeah. well, then your, your recruiting team can't shoot, so there was always a problem w- with what there was going to be in plan B, but they, in my mind, haven't figured that out quite enough yet and we talked about it last night like Derek Walker um, Eduardo Andre one one shot altogether I think that you know in a a full game against Northwestern that's not the recipe I I, you know I I I can't tell you what the recipe is otherwise I'd be a genius and be helping out over there but that's not it Um, so yeah we'll have to continue (laughs) yeah (laughs) And, and and,
0: and, and the thing is is and and that's what I'm talking about, too, is um, there there th- things it, – it's, it's KYP, right? Know your mm-hmm. personnel. As a guard, as a player, as a teammate, you've got to understand the strengths and weaknesses of your team, of, of who you're playing with, right? I would never, coming down the court, feed Eduardo Andre outside the three-point line on the run. I would never do that. Yeah. I, he would have to get – stride at the dotted line area catching so he can go straight up i would never feed him like that Derek. i could do that to him i would not feed him low it would have to be from chest up to where he can catch it do something with it and spin off of it or whatever maybe him not not at the three but inside the three point to the free throw line i would make sure tamanaga has his feet set and feed him at a certain plot spot so he can have time to shoot it lat man would never get a ball below his waist if i'm if i'm driving i'm making sure that that's happening if i'm don't want to minimize my turnovers if i'm if i'm um, verge i never drop jump in the air again because that's where he gets in trouble so there are different things about their weaknesses that I would want to make sure that I feed into There's certain plays. There are certain sets that I would know in my head to say, this is where his strength is. He I can see he's got it in his eye. I'm going to go to him right now. And so those are the things that I don't see them do. I don't see them do. I can see that on other teams, though. Yeah. I can see them going to certain areas, certain spots, certain players, certain plays when they need to get something done, I can see that on our other teams. And I can't with Nebraska.
1: And, and that's the frustrating part, right? I mean, it, it's you know, there's the excuse early on, okay, they're a new team, they're playing together, but at this point, those adjustments should have been made, and they're, they, they haven't quite been there. Um, so, you know, another another loss for Nebraska, um, they'll get another chance against Iowa, and uh, we'll talk about it still, even as depressing as it is, but it, it's at least interesting, uh, and, I, and, and I'll always say this, I still think any day with the Husker basketball game is better than a day without it, because I do love Husker basketball, and it's still fun to watch, um, and Hopefully they can they can kind of get at least one more victory here, but I think their best chance at that was last night. We'll still see uh, around the corner here. Uh, good news for Nebraska, at least usually, uh, generally good news is that Nebraska did pick up in football a quarterback recruit, and William Watson the third last night. He was the the Massachusetts Player of the Year last year. Um, he's not you know completely highly rated as far as you know a top ten quarterback in the nation or anything like that. I, I think uh, I think different services have him somewhere around fifty as far as the quarterback go, But they got one early, and it's kind of interesting because they have an opportunity. I shouldn't say have an opportunity. There's there's just a, a, a guy in 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 state that is ranked pretty close to where he's at, um, and they've done a really good job of wrapping up a lot of the other guys in state. Benjamin Brommer from Pierce, Nebraska, has been in for quite some time. Slam Set, Sam Sledge, who they just um, they just got the commitment from from Creighton Prep the other day. Gunnar Gotchula from Lincoln Southeast has been in uh, since June. So um, you know there's these you know they've been recruiting well inside the state and they go try to go they decide to go outside the state I should say um, instead of maybe taking a closer look at Zane Flores and Gretna do you do you feel like there's any problem with that I know a lot of people want in-state recruiting but especially for the quarterback position usually take one a class I, I don't care where he comes from. You, you go get your guy more so than the local guy in that case. And sometimes it can work out, like Heinrich Harburg, where you don't want to leave – you don't let him leave the state. And, and maybe that is your guy, the quarterback that's local. But in my mind, um, especially at that position, when you're only taking one guy or – you know, and, and maybe they will down the, the, the line offer Zane Flores and, uh, and they'll take a two-quarterback class if they don't want to let him go. But um, especially for that position, I don't have any problem looking out of state.
0: Yeah, um, thinking about that, another part about what you said about the three star. I, I happen to look at, I think, and I, and I could be wrong, but Indomil Canseco might have been a three star.
1: I think he and was a four star.
0: He okay, even a, even in a four star, right? Yeah. Look at what he's become. So I, I I I venture to say it depends on where you're from, what who you get in front of, and the perceptions of what people think of you creates these these stars because we've seen five stars that have been busts oh yeah right so there, therefore i don't, I don't want to get too caught up on that i got a chance to look at a little bit of his footwork i saw he's got great arm strength um i would like to see more film on him before i can make that decision. now um the part that i see with that is this kid since he was in the eighth grade has you know, you know definitely uh, it could be i think I've heard people say eighth grade i've heard some say as younger as sixth, sixth seventh grade, but the one of the ones i've heard definitely junior high let's just say yeah. junior high Whipple's had his eye on this kid since junior high when he was coaching at UMass. they offered him very young uh that offer trans, trans transferred when he went to to pittsburgh, and then that offer has been with Whipple. And Whipple has, I think, the opportunity to get something he actually wants, that he has watched, uh, pursued, and progressed through that whole recruiting process. I think we've got to give Whipple that one, right? Because we got, we got those out of the portal and he's been gifted what was already here. So there's such a huge room already this is one specific kid that he's had his eye on. And I think, I think we should offer him that, right? I think going forward, yeah. I think, I think going forward as there's going to probably be some washout, then I think that's when we can make an assessment as to how we pursue in-state uh, at that point. But but yeah, I, I can understand how this one happened because, you know, he's had a relationship with this, this kid for a long time.
1: Yeah, and with, you know whether it's Whipple or Joseph, it's just the, the new staff altogether seems to have have those connections, you know, it's, and and maybe that was part of hiring them all together. Is hey, here's a group of kids that I think that I can bring in here at Nebraska, but uh, it, it's certainly been impressive the recruiting. I mean, the, the recruiting resurgence, you can almost say, from the new staff. A lot of, a lot of the guys that they got out of the transfer portal uh, and now, you know, especially with a, a, a quarterback commit in your 2023 class, that's a big deal. Um, directly related to their their new guys, their new hires. So uh, definitely a resurgence there for the new staff. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back here on the block, it's time for Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. I know there's some baseball news out there, so we'll break that down with him for the Husker baseball team and, and get his uh, thoughts on the basketball and football team. Team as well. That's coming up next year on the block.